Live from Little Mono Worldwide Studios in the heart of Little Italy, San Diego, the greatest city in the world. Not that your city's not great, but San Diego's pretty awesome. This is Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude. Oh, wow. Good morning, everybody. How are you? We are being heard on E360 TV. We are being heard on the Edge Radio Network. We are being heard live on Spreaker, ladies and gentlemen, and we are being seen... And heard on Facebook Live. Good morning, everybody. How are you guys? <laughs> I'm still butchering these intros, man. <laughs> so, everybody listening live right now on the Edge Radio Network and Spreaker and E360 TV, um, you guys can also join the party at Facebook. We um, we have an amazing crowd over here on Facebook where they can we can interact and everybody can comment. Um, I just want to give a shout out really quick to Enos all the way in Jordan. Ivan, great to see you. Ivan's coming to San Diego. Excellent, my man. Uh, Brian Mount, excellent to see you, my friend. Veronica, my friend, I hope your hands are dry now. Um, <laughs> Glenn, good to see you. Dr. Garcia, good morning. So good to see you guys. Uh, Denise, good to see you. A wonderful crowd. And again, uh, the Edge Radio Network, thank you guys so much for supporting the show. E360 TV, thank you. And then everybody over the Spreaker audience. Today is an unusual show, guys. Um, I have a... I'm trying... <laughs> let, me, let me think of how I want to say this. I have a lot of very weird interest. And when I say weird is I'm, you know, of course, I love monster trucks and I love uh, football and what a game last night. Oh, my gosh. Um, I didn't really care. I'm a Steelers fan, but wow, what a game. Um, and I love great competition. There's nothing better. Um, but I have a lot of interest. I love art. Um, I kind of move around the art in my studio quite a bit. I love different stuff. Um, I love, uh, I have a lot of different interests and a lot of things that may surprise you. Like, believe it or not, I seriously love going to art galleries. I, um, I love, you know, of course I love music. I, but I love classical music too. And, um, the cello is fantastic. I think it's really, really great. And of course I enjoyed the opera and believe it or not, I even like going to the ballet. Yes, you can make fun of me, but I just appreciate anything that requires a, a, a tremendous amount of discipline. It may not be something that I want to do all the time or something that I'm, oh, just, you know, like I, I don't sit there and do it every day. I mean, I'm not sitting there watching opera videos and freaking the ballet on YouTube, but I have a true appreciation for the art. I've gotten to know several people like that over the years and it just intrigued. Anyone who wants to be great at something, I'm intrigued by. Um, Claire, good to see you. Oh, she got mad? I, I can't, okay. So, <laughs> guys, Claire, I'm so sorry that I, 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 here, I, so here's the thing. I can read the comments and not, and there's, the comments go really, really fast on the screen sometimes. And I can't see everybody, so I do apologize, uh, Claire, for not addressing you. I'm sorry. I'm doing the best I can. Um, anyway, yeah, I do. And so today's guest is great, and I'm actually waiting for him to join. I have two amazing guests. I have my friend Jason Powell, who's got one of the most amazing stories you've ever heard. But I actually have a violinist coming on the show now, um, and he is from – I'm going to read you about him because while I'm waiting on him to get on – 
He is Michael Danchi. He's a violin artist. He's been a violinist since the age of four. Mike trained at the world-renowned East School of Music. While at Eastman, he studied the virtuoso Charles Castleman, a brilliant musician and well-loved teacher. Starting in 2008, Mike produced a highly successful strings-attached concert series in North Carolina. He worked closely with Carolina Ballet, North Carolina's world-class company led by artistic director Robert Weiss. Collaborations included world premieres of Dracula, Mask of the Red Death, and Picasso, The Song of the Dead, with original music by Mark Scarcy. I hope that's right. Mike was Mike also performed on stage in Carolina's Ballet, updated in 2011 Nutcracker production, which incorporated Las Vegas-style magic. How cool would that be? In 2012, Mike led the West Side Story Orchestra as concertmaster for its final North American tour stop in Durham, North Carolina. The orchestrator's work was declared spectacular, every note with perfection, glorious, in the Durham Herald Sun. From 2006 on, Mike also dedicated significant time to teaching a large private studio of violin students. In 2010, teaching and chamber music concerts became his primary musical focus. While he taught himself electronic music production, synthesizer programming, and photography, Mike relocated from East Coast to Los Angeles in 2017, where he enjoys a wealth of collaborative opportunities, performing, creating, shooting photos, and volunteering. He's also an amateur ballet dancer and slalom water skier. Talented guy. So, Facebook audience, Chris Godfrey, uh, check out Adelman Fine Art Gallery in Little Italy. My friend owns it. You know what? I'll have to do that. Um, I didn't ignore... Bonnie, I'm not ignoring you. I always talk to you. So, while we're waiting on our guests, I've already done the intro. And, by the way, show up one time. We're doing a show here. This is radio. We're live, dadgummit. So, I'm... I gotta... I just want to talk about something since I'm here alone and I don't have a guest... So I might as well just talk to you. So as you guys know, I've been on this walk with Christ and in learning more about myself and learning more about trying to be a better man and to build up my armor each day to become the man I'm supposed to be. And I really believe that I'm, I have a purpose and I have a mission and I have a vision for what my life is supposed to be. But I also recognize fully that I have like a spiritual gift that we all have. We all have a gift. Mine is starting to come out in different ways. And, and it's very, very strange. So like, I'm still trying to get used to it. Obviously you may, if you've been around me, you know, I put off an incredible amount of energy. Um, but what I'm also starting to notice is that I'm really starting to pick up on other people's energy in a way where, uh, it's affecting me a lot. And it kind of screws with my head sometimes. And I'm learning how to deal with that. And then I'm also learning that the inner, how effective my energy can be. Like and when I, I guess, the energy that I'm putting out towards others is, is very, um, it has a lot of power. That's, it's very, very unusual. And yesterday, I, I, I the last two days have been, a, it was a weird thing for me because I was starting to receive all of this energy from people and, and, and a couple people in particular, and it was affecting me, and I was very, very uneasy. And I had anxiety about going to watch the Super Bowl in this public place that I was supposed to go to. And <laughs> I, 
it was so I, I I couldn't explain it. I was sitting there wandering around my house. I was sitting in front of my desk here, and I would just sit here, and I was writing. And then I got a text from my friend. You see, you're saying your hands are already sweaty. Okay, I got a text from my friend Veronica, who sent me these two very timely messages that could not have been like it was a sign from God that no, I am not supposed to go out. I am not supposed to go anywhere. I'm supposed to stay home. And that's how I was feeling. And I, I didn't, I, I swear to you, I wanted to ignore that feeling. I wanted to ignore how sick I was inside. And I wanted just to push through and go anyway and go out and be around my friends. And, 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 and it, it, I, I, and, but I, I, I got that message from, from Veronica and I, Go, oh my gosh, this is it. I know if I don't listen to this, something bad's going to happen. And has that ever happened to you guys? Like seriously, anyone? Okay, so Aaron, welcome to the club, he says. What about you? Yes, we do. Okay, Barbara says, yes, we do. I'm finally taking my gift and purpose to its next level. It's a full speed ahead. No, no, Enos, I'm not a great man. I'm a heavily flawed man that's trying to do better. But I, it, it is... It is, I don't, and Bonnie, I don't know how to tell your gift. Good morning, Jordan. Good to see you. Um, it is, like, I, energy is a strange thing. And I got to be honest with you. I have to talk about this. I'm a man of faith. And I've always thought that, the, like, energy people, that people that, you know, transfer energy or can put off a certain energy or people that are empaths, like, I thought it was some kind of, I didn't fully understand that those were true spiritual gifts. Like, I thought it was some voodoo stuff. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was voodoo. But I've gotten to know several people that have these abilities. And, and then the more I'm starting to go into the Bible and to read about them and to try to understand what they are, I'm starting to realize, oh my gosh, this is a real thing. People really have these gifts. Like, people have these almost like spiritual uh, they're, well, they're spiritual gifts, but they're like spiritual superpowers. And, and I don't fully understand it. I, I don't, I, I don't understand it at all. And I don't understand what's happening with me, but the more I'm starting, the more I recognize it and the more I go into the Bible and read about it and I research it, I'm going, wait, this is very, very real. And I just want to be honest about something. I've never, I'm, for some reason, I've been blessed with a, 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 you know, I've never said I was sober, ever. I'm not sober. I, I, I don't know how you can say you're sober and use cannabis, and everyone has their own definition of what sober is, but I've, I've been of the belief if you choose to, you, you make, you have to choose, you make choices that are best for your life. Like, is, does this serve me? Does this, does eating red meat serve me? Does drinking alcohol serve me does this serve me does that serve me and 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 you make those choices that are, are best for your spiritual walk and I like to drink I like to drink I love it I like being social I like going out I like because of the anxieties I I social anxiety I have like having you know a couple of tequilas definitely helps me like just calm down and and and, and, and be able to be around people easier but now I'm starting to recognize that maybe that's not what I need to do. And I, and, and I've been going through this transition of eating more plant-based food because now I'm becoming sensitive to, <laughs> I can't even believe I'm saying this, 
but I'm 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 coming I'm becoming sensitive to the fact that these animals are being murdered and and I'm eating that and I'm I believe that we're taking on that energy and I don't fully understand it I'm just recognizing how I feel when I eat plant-based foods versus eating five cheeseburgers or a steak or or sausage or bacon or whatever and and I'm not uh, I'm not a freaking hippie I'm not a hippie but I'm starting to recognize how I feel after I consume certain things and so like I'm making some decisions of I have to recognize if I'm feeling anxious and I maybe don't need just to go into that environment and it's okay for me to stay home like I'm okay with that I did it yesterday I didn't go out I stayed home and I feel so much better my anxiety level so much better I'm, I, I, I feel, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit off today, to be honest with you. I'm a little bit sluggish today. Um, and I'm not all with it, but where I was yesterday was, <laughs> it was not a good place. And I don't know, I, has, is, does anyone else go with this? Does anyone else deal with this? Okay. Enos says, because you are full of enthusiasm and energy, inspire others in a wonderful way. Thank you. Uh, Glenn says, prophecy, serving, teaching, exhortation, giving, leadership, mercy, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, faith, gifts of healing, miracles of prophecy, distinguishing between spirited tongues, interpretation of tongues. Everyone is connected, Aaron says. It's called your gut instinct. The cleaner you eat, the more signs you'll notice. Okay, so maybe, Mindy, this is very true. So if you are listening on Spreaker, E360 TV, or you're listening uh, on the Edge Radio Network, we are commenting. You can go to Facebook on Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude, um, and our guest is still not here. Um, but we can go to Morning Gratitude or just look up Joshua T. Berglund. But, okay, so there's, there's Mindy says, you're, it's, that's called your gut instinct. The cleaner you eat, the more signs you'll notice. Okay, so I, I actually am start. I would, that make sense to me because I've been eating much cleaner and less, red, less meat altogether. And all of a sudden, now I'm picking up on energies that I'd never have before. Is that a coincidence? I don't know. And I also started drinking distilled water. This isn't distilled water, but it's, it's at least better water than tap water. And even that, I'm starting to become sensitive. Like I, I, I can feel it. And how, I don't understand it. But I also, it's so powerful that I don't want to ignore it. Let's see. Bonnie says, I go to bars to surround myself around people so I don't get depressed and sit home alone. I'm starting to realize that me going to bars and hanging out because I love being social is I'm picking up on that energy as well. And it's hard to always be the light in those situations. You see, Barbara says, you doubted your inner voice so God sent you a messenger. Oof, you got that right. Sometimes God sends people to, they say, sometimes God sends messages through other people to give you confirmation that what he's trying to tell you. Holy crap. So this is crazy. So all these, if you guys are listening on the radio, you can join us on Facebook. Uh, The conversation's pretty powerful. Mindy says, we all have gifts embedded in our DNA. Is it lucery enzymes? Activate the DNA. Processed food, alcohol, meat, medications are all dead, meaning no enzymes. Quit consuming death, quit consuming lies, quit consuming chemicals that numb, and you'll start to feel your gift shine through. Wow. You're going through the same thing? 
is it, I don't know how to pronounce your name. Is it Shanaz? Shanaz, that's amazing. Okay. She's going through the same thing. I love eating meat and chicken. I can't stop eating them. That's what Ina says. Okay. I've been like that my whole life. I've always consumed meat. I'm from Oklahoma. It's like, it's like I had my, my mom's breast milk wasn't enough nourishment. So I, she was giving me cheeseburgers at like, think I, I think six months. I don't know if that's possible. Um, but I was super young eating cheeseburgers and that's just what we do. That's just what we do is eat cheeseburgers. And I've done that my whole life and I've developed this habit. And as I'm starting to be more aware of what I eat and what I consume, then like things are changing. Like, and now I'm feeling things and I'm picking up energy and like I'm putting off energy. Bars have the worst energy. I know. I just... <laughs> that's funny <laughs> bars have the worst energy also any place that brings negativity like courthouses yeah hey, i've been there a few times that's terrible i feel energies every day and yes there's a huge difference in uh the way i feel based on what i'm giving my body wow that's amazing veronica you're terrific i'm so glad that you and aaron came into my life for real actually i love all of you guys okay guess what ladies and gentlemen our guest is here i've already done the intro so we're just going to get into this um, and for the record, you gave, wait, wait, hold on. Ahmed says, I gave it all up, but I still enjoy some, I, I know, man, like I really enjoy drinking. I do. I, I don't like getting plastered, but I mean, I like having a couple drinks and going out. It's fun. It's fun. But I'm realizing this crap doesn't serve me anymore. It really doesn't. And I want to see what this is all about. Like I want to recognize it. So Actually, I would love it, audience, and Michael, we're about to have you back on, but audience, I would love for you to help hold, help hold me accountable. Call me out. If you see me eating a cheeseburger out in Little Italy or Ocean Beach or wherever in San Diego, just slap my hand and go, what's wrong with you? Like, seriously, hold me accountable. I'm in this with you guys. I'm not stopping. Uh, drink around positive people if you're going to do it. Yeah, I try to be, you know, I get that. But I really want to see what this is about. I want to recognize fully, like, if this is a real thing or I'm just hallucinating somehow. But I don't think I'm hallucinating. All right, ladies and gentlemen, our guest. Now, this is going to be fun because I love musicians. And I bet most of you never thought I would have a violinist on the show. But we're going to. And I'm super stoked about it. And if I can get an opera singer, I'm going to be excited too. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Michael Danchi to the show. I need that sound effect. Hey, Josh. How you doing, man? I'm good, my man. How are you, sir? Can you hear me? Are you me? Yeah. Can you hear me? 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 Can everyone else hear me? Why can't he hear me? Turn your volume up. Okay. We're going to try this again. I'm going to send him a new link. Um, I don't know why this always happens. So anyway, put the cheeseburger down. I'm putting it down. I'm putting the cheeseburger down. Cooper, good to see you. You're not hallucinating. It's awakening. Let's try this one more time. Um, it is real. Jesus turned water into wine, so I guess you can call wine Jesus juice. <laughs> That's funny, Glenn. Oh, you guys are fantastic. Michael, can you hear me? I can. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you great. All right, good. So ladies and gentlemen, nice to meet you, nice to meet you too. I don't even, how did we connect? Do you know? Do you know how we connected? Seriously? Really? 
Oh, man, I got to tell you what. It's fine to eat meat if you choose. Have a veggie burger. I know. I like veggie burgers. I don't know what's happening with their guest. I don't know. But if it's BeLive... Oh, by the way, when I called out BeLive, if anyone else is having um, issues with BeLive, the uh, software that we broadcast through on Facebook Live, if anyone else is having problems, just know that um, I called them out and they actually said that they were going to fix the problem. So... Anyway, Glenn, so once we get to the 100, okay, do me a favor, guys. I need this favor. I'm going to give away some SoCo cannabis products. Um, some, I, I can't ship. If you're outside of California, I cannot ship anything with THC in it. But I'm going to give away SoCo cannabis creation products. Um, to we need to, get, we need to get 100 subscribers. And I don't know, Glenn, where we're at. I know I'm so because so we're wanting to go live on YouTube so that way we can go live through Facebook as well. But I'm wanting to we need to get to a hundred subscribers on YouTube so we can go live and and stream through YouTube, Facebook, all of it. Um, that way we don't have these complications because this software is starting to really you know upset me. So we're at 67 right now, which is pretty damn good already because we've only started this a week ago. Um, we're at 67 subscribers. So whoever subscribes from 68 to 100, I'm going to take two winners and give away SoCo Cannabis Creation CBD products. I can ship anywhere in the world because CBD is not a uh, drug. It's in breast milk, folks. And whoever, we're going to pick two winners and you're going to get CBD, CBD products. You can choose a vape product. You can choose... Um, I said vape. <laughs> you can choose skincare. You can choose like a pain relief ointment. And the skincare is actually fantastic. That's what I use and I love it. Um, and then, of course, the mint topical pain relief gel is, or the, the not gel, it's a, it's a, like a, like, um, you know, a paste type of thing. It's amazing. And then there's a roll on that's really good called freeze. That's amazing. So, Whoever get to 100, go to the edge. Glenn Spielman just put in the comments just now. Go to that. We can get to 100. You're going to freeze. So let's go back to this eating meat thing because we've lost our guest. I can't have a drink because of recovery, but I can say this. Never drank when sad or angry to keep a minimum and celebrating. That's, yeah, right. And you know what? And I'm really starting to believe that alcohol doesn't serve me at all. And, and so just so there's no confusion... Like, I am a man that is on a recovery mission, but I don't believe that I'm an addict and I don't have, even though I have an obsessive personality, I'm not an addict. I choose to make certain choices for myself. And right now I'm choosing to realize that I want to see what this power really is, like what this gift is, and I want to recognize it. So I'm going to be eating a lot more plants and having a lot less alcohol. And which means none, because I didn't really have that much anyway. All right, we're going to try Michael again and see what happens here. Um, thank you, Glenn, for posting it. All right, can you hear me now? Okay, yeah, I can hear you great. I don't know why we keep losing you. So anyway. Okay, excellent. Well, welcome to the show, man. I um, First of all, I'm a big fan of uh, musicians. Any classical instrument I just find beautiful. Um I like the oboe. Um, what else do I love? I love the stand-up bass. Does that count as a classical instrument? Of course. Don't 
Oh. Oh man, I I just I dig that. Um, but anyway, so before we get any further, Michael, can you tell us what you are grateful for today? No, keep you give, give give us some other things to be grateful for, man. Absolutely. Well, I'm, one thing I'm grateful to you for, or grateful for, is to be here with you. Uh, I met you uh, through uh, a mutual friend on LinkedIn, and get a chance to talk to a new person who loves classical music. That's how it happened. <laughs> okay, I was trying to figure it out. I'm going. We're not even friends on Facebook, and I'm interviewing you. How is this happening? So, <laughs> oh, Bonnie wants to know. Are you going to play for us? You didn't bring your violin, did you? I have my violin sitting over there. I don't know if this uh, laptop will do it justice. But if you'd like to try that... Oh, man. That would be amazing. But, okay. So, I want to... That's... <laughs> I would love to hear it because I think it's so beautiful. But I, I want to get into that. So, right now, you what made you decide to move to L.A.? Oh, I love Mosaic. I'm sorry, what's that? I went, that's where I went to church when I lived in L.A. <laughs> well, we have that in common. This, this was definitely meant to happen. But yeah, I moved all the way across the country to be part of Mosaic. Seriously? Oh, Erwin is one of the most fantastic leaders and preachers and guys that you talk about spiritual gifts. That guy is unbelievable. Uh, it's, it's amazing to be under his teaching. It's incredible to see what the Lord's doing with his church and just his love for creativity and people and his vision for the church to be a center of creativity, pushing the future forward and making the world better for humanity. It's, it's unreal. Okay, so I didn't plan on this, and frankly, I didn't. I never plan questions, and sometimes it's easier not to plan than others, but honestly, I was nervous about what I wanted to talk to you about because, well, you know, I, I just want, I always want to find the right questions, but I think I've, I, I, now I understand. I, I want to talk to you because Erwin is a man that has spiritual gifts that he doesn't let on to other people. He like, he doesn't talk about them. How did, was there a point in your life with, as a, as a, I'm, I'm assuming you're a Christian. If you're working, if you're at Mosaic, um, you're you're not Buddhist, are you? No. <laughs> okay. Not 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 that I'm judging that. I'm just saying. I just want to be clear here. I grew up believing in a Baptist church my whole life. I believe people that had these spiritual gifts were basically. I thought it was evil. I thought it was something that the devil gave you. I, that's what I thought because the people that can feel energy and transfer energy and, and people that have the, this empathic ability to, and, and, and ability to heal. I thought that was something evil for a long time. I know that sounds just dumb coming out of my mouth now, but like how, like I thought it was something to be scared of, but mosaic is a church that is very spiritual in nature. There's a lot of people with gifts. There's a, a very strong spiritual energy there. Have you noticed that since you've been there? Absolutely. It's one of the reasons that I came. Um, they have, it's, 
I feel like Irwin's really worked hard to bring this. It's creativity and energy and spirituality combined with a deep and searching intelligence. I think sometimes the reason people feel awkward about their spiritual gifts is they're accepted as almost mystical without the counterbalance of people who really think. Right. I feel like everyone challenges us all to accept the things that are spiritual and that maybe we cannot explain, but also to always use our minds and use what the Lord gave us to, to be smart, to be intelligent, as we preached last night, to not be stupid. I've been saying for a while on the show now, like our gifts are meant to be used for other people because, and I said this half joking, but I'm kind of being serious because if we use our gifts for ourselves, then we have the ability to be a Hitler. Absolutely. It, but now, now me saying that is starting to take on, I've witnessed some things with friends that I didn't, I never believed were real, but now I know it is because I've experienced it in the moment with them about, you know, energy and seeing people's spiritual gifts. And oh, wow. I mean, it's, it's a tricky thing because your, your gifts really are supposed to be for other people because if you use them for yourself, you can really make your, I mean, it's very, it's like flirting with evil right. and recognizing that power is scary. How do you, how do you protect yourself how do you, how do you, in your experience with this, how do people protect themselves from that energy going to a darker force? Well, I think what you said is very true. I think anything that we are given as a gift or a skill or a resource is meant to go through us and not get stuck in us. Um, someone once used the analogy of the Dead Sea over in, uh, in Israel and said, you know, the, the problem with that location is that nothing ever flows out of it. And so it has all these minerals and resources, and it never gives. And I think whether it's a spiritual gift, or a creative artistic gift, or financial resources, or I mean, almost any good thing becomes a bad thing if it just gets stuck in you and never goes through you. So and I see this in classical music. Um, we have people who are being trained, and I follow this myself sometimes. You, you train for years and years and years to be really good at something, but if you lose sight of the fact that music has always been communication, that you need to be saying something worthwhile to other people and enriching their lives, if you lose sight of that, it becomes myopic and narcissistic very, very quickly. And that's always going to go to a dark place. So I think. I think really the key is to to remember, and you know, I pray about this frequently, um, that what I do should be for other people, and more specifically, it should benefit them in ways that they need and want to be benefited, not huh. ways that I think they benefit. Right. The violin is such a. When I hear the violin, I go into a trance. And no matter, and the and the I guess the style of trance it is. I mean, it's like the energy. It, it it's a trance because I zone out when I hear it. But you know, the violin can be played aggressively, and so it can trigger a, a, a negative emotion, or it can trigger a a powerful emotion, or it can be soothing and comatose. What 
with your style of play, do you? I mean, you, do you, when you're playing, are you recognizing the emotions that you're bringing out in other people? Because I know I'm not the only one that a violin affects. It is such a powerful instrument. It's very necessary. In fact, I think it was Eugenie Daae who, I paraphrase, famous violin player, who said, "You have to have experienced the whole gamut of emotions if you're going to be a violinist." Because the instrument is almost like a shrink. It's going to show to the world exactly what you're thinking, exactly what you're feeling. And so if you're going to create emotions in other people, not only are you aware of them very consciously, but you have to generate those feelings and emotions inside yourself, just like a good actor. You can't fake it, because the violin is going to show exactly what's going on. And if you're faking it, it's going to show that people. People will know it, and it won't be rewarded. <laughs> wow. Um, hold on, I gotta address something really quick. Um, so everybody listening on the Spreaker audience and the Edge Radio Network and then E360 TV, um, we're on streaming also on Facebook Live where people comment, um, and I do recommend you guys check this out, comment, ask questions, and join, but a lot of the comments that I'm seeing here right now um, are people saying I'm in a dark place and someone saying, same here. Look, I... I'm just going to put this out here because I, keep, I always forget to say it. But, you know, a lot of people will message me off the air and ask, you know, like, hey, help me find my purpose and things like that. I like I'm not a professional. I'm not an expert in this at all. I but I, I'm always here to help. And I, and I and anything I can do. And if you guys ever need any of you listening on the radio or watching on Facebook Live or E360 TV, if you need me to pray for you about something just message me through Facebook and tell me and I'll pray for you. And I can't, like, I, I don't, I don't, I can't promise you anything more than that, that I will pray for you because I don't want to see, I don't like seeing these comments of people hurting and being in a dark place. And it, it breaks my heart because I, so, I mean, like, I, I don't want to call you out, Bonnie, but you're, you're in a dark place. And, like, I will pray for you. You just have to tell me what to pray for you about. And there's people that are watching and listening right now that care about you. So, we'll pray for you. So, just say something. I'm sorry, Michael. I, I just, I, I'm seeing these comments and I, I can't ignore it because I can't let somebody know that they're not cared about. So, I'm, I'm sorry about that. I guess probably the first thing I would say is you're not alone. It's it's something that everyone goes through. I think anyone who denies that denies part of being human. I I don't think you can avoid going through a dark place without being perfect. And I've never met a perfect person, so I think that's I but think that's part of life. You work in a church. You're supposed to be perfect. Sarcasm. Um, sarcasm. I, sarcasm. I think
a low day, it could be months of feeling like you're just underneath it and you can't get above it. But, you know, gratefulness just seems to, to always help a little bit. And, um, you know, people like Erwin have really good ideas about that. Obviously, the professionals out there. But just, you know, know that you're not alone. And, and uh, having gone through that experience, some days can make you stronger. And perhaps most importantly, it gives you the, the experience to help other people who are going through that, which is... It's valuable in ways that you just can't even imagine. So, what are you doing? What are you doing at Mosaic Church? It's <laughs> interesting you should ask that. Uh, since I've been here, uh, I've, I've done many different things. I've served coffee. I've cleaned floors. I've helped with parking. I've uh, moved the equipment. I don't know if people know this, but we're expanding into multiple campuses now, which involves moving a lot of equipment. Since I'm fairly young and enjoy working with the team, we get to have fun, move gear, and create spaces for people. But uh, actually, just last night, I had, had the opportunity to train with a brilliant, brilliant man who uh, worked for Sony, and uh, he's teaching me how to get involved with their podcast and live streaming and broadcasting. So I'm learning something that, uh, with my tech background, is not foreign, but it's new to me, and it's been very important to me. That, that live stream um, that Mosaic has been broadcasting has really, really helped me, even in some dark places, just being connected to people who are positive and creative and, and think and reach out to the world. So I'm, I'm super pumped to be involved in that. I uh, never thought that that would be an opportunity this soon, and here I am, getting a chance to, to again, take something that's been poured into me and turn it around and hopefully share it with the world and, and so wait, so you moved across the country to serve? But you, I mean, you, I'm sitting here looking at your bio and you are an accomplished musician. You could be, you could be going, going on a world tour. What is that? What, what is your goal? What is your goal with Mosaic Church? What is your goal with music? What are you, what are you looking to do with this? about music, it's not just about the arts, it's about life. You learn to be precise, you learn to communicate, um, you learn to explore new ways of expressing things. And one of the things that happens is, I feel like if you're a really, a really serious artist, after doing a certain thing for a period of time, you've, you've discovered a lot about it, you've pushed into new territory, but it's time to explore some new things. Right. And, um, I feel like by being part of Mosaic, they are going to um, help me to find new ways to use all of those skills. I mean, just like I said last night, this, this broadcasting, so many of the musical violin skills that I have are going to be used there. And it's going to make me a better violinist. It's going to help me to find new ways to communicate to other people. So, yes, I'm a violinist. But 
Uh, I never felt like that was the only thing God wanted me to do. And by exploring new things with Mosaic, I know they're going to challenge me to do things I'm not good at, uh, and just become more. I mean, one of the things that Irma talks to us about all the time is that God always calls you more. Not more wealth, not more fame, but giving more of yourself and finding new parts of what God is giving you to explore and to become better at. And that's what I'm excited about. I mean, yes, I've had a violin career. I've taught for 10 years. I've played in front of crowds of 15,000 people. But, you know, those are all things that I have done. Uh, I'm looking forward to things that are new that I have not yet done. New people. I mean, if I hadn't moved here, I wouldn't have met you. I wouldn't be here having this interview and talking to you and, and knowing about who you are. And that's really, I think, the important thing. It's just finding new people, finding what God is calling you to do. It's, it's not something I've been doing for 10 years, 15 years, 30 years. Wow. I really want to hear you play the violin. I really do. I... What do you guys think? Facebook audience, Spreaker audience, the Edge Radio audience, E360, do you want to hear him play the violin? I want to hear him play the violin. You got to do it. I didn't say take off your shirt. Oh, I thought he was taking his clothes off. If you're listening on the radio, it really looked like he was undressing. I'm like, wait a second. We were just talking about church and now you're getting naked. What's going on here? Um... I got to hear this. I'm so excited. Everyone's freaking out. Everyone's freaking out. They want to hear this. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can, I can, I'll, I'll try to keep everybody entertained. Uh, here, wait, I don't want to do that. Um, bon- <laughs> you guys are great. So anyway, the show is all over the place today. Um, but as you look, we're going to hear the violin and what better way to start your Monday off. Hopefully play something happy. Uh, <laughs> but we've all, let's see, Enos says we've all been through a dark, this part called dark place, but we have to be stronger than this dark. I want fame. I want things I never had a whole life. Let me tell you something, Bonnie, about fame. Not that I'm famous, but it's really not all it's cracked up to be. All right, here we go. Let's do it. No, play it. Whatever you want. I love this.
so awesome. That is fantastic. The audience is clapping. Everyone's clapping. Yeah, let's yeah, let's put everybody happy now. He want everyone wants happy now. <laughs> Is, is he going to play The Devil Went Down to Georgia? No, I'm just kidding. needs a beat. Dad gummit, that's amazing. Wow. That's yes, thank you so much, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, that is and do wait, so where are you at right now? So wait, so do you just walk around with your violin? Man, that is so cool. I um I appreciate you doing that. It, especially cuz I didn't warn you. I just I wanted to hear the violin. That's amazing, man. So what is your most se- what is your most selfish goal? And it's okay to have selfish goals, right? Sure. I think uh... I don't know. I, you know, I, I rarely categorize them into selfish and non-selfish. Sometimes what happens <laughs> is I discover it's a selfish goal after the fact. <laughs> Right. Um, I think probably the one that I that I would say is, is most specifically for me um, is I would love someday to go ahead and finish performing the entire set of Beethoven violin sonatas. Um, and I guess the reason I say that selfish is they've been performed many times, but it's something that there are ten of them, and it's a big project, and I would love to just have done all of them at some point. I don't know how many other people in the world would be super excited about me going out and doing all of that, and uh, those things I'm sure there will be, will be people who enjoy it, but that's just something that for my own sake, I know I want to do that someday, and it's, it's selfish in the sense that it's going to take a lot of time and a lot of work, and um, I will, will of course have to work with a pianist who would be willing to take time and do all of that. So it's a lot to put into one project, which is why you know maybe maybe it's uh, selfish in that sense. That's awesome. So tell I'm forgive me really quick. I'm echoing really bad now too. Um, 
I'm stalling because I have to send the link for our next guest, and I just realized that I have not sent it to him. <laughs> uh, so let me ask you something. I, I would actually, I'm curious about this. What would you say the biggest problem facing believers is today? I feel like the biggest obstacle is the way we portrayed ourselves to what we would call in traditional church unbelievers. Right. Large, um, we've been closed, we've been judgmental, and um, we've been unwilling to think and share ideas and be challenged by them and make a place where they're welcome to come in and meet us and meet Jesus. Right. Um, so basically, I think our biggest obstacle really is ourselves. We've, we've been selfish, we've made the church about us and for us, and after hundreds of years of doing that, people um, just are not interested. And so we're having to relearn how to not be selfish, how to not be about us, and to you know, make the church about what it's supposed to be, which is I um I want to give a shout out really quick to everyone listening on the Spreaker audience, uh, the Edge Radio Network, E360 TV, and of course you amazing, beautiful, um, terrific Facebook audience. Uh, Bradley, good to see you. Jared Greer, welcome to the show. Good to see you again, my man. Uh, Bonnie, Veronica, Enos, Aaron, great seeing you. Brian Mount, Glenn, good to see you guys. Um, did we just lose him? <laughs> he disappeared. I you know I wanted to ask him a question. But he disappeared. Is he on the... To- I wonder if he went to the bathroom. Is that the bathroom screen? Yeah, oh, there he is. He came back. I, I, I lost him for a second. I got nervous. Okay. I want to... So I'm really troubled by this. I want to talk about this because we have time. Um, I'm somebody that I have my faith. I'm, I'm a follower of Christ. But I am never going to be the one that's going to judge or try to convert a Muslim or a Buddhist or anyone else for that matter. Like, I, I understand what my faith says. I do, and I accept that. But I just am one. I'm never going to, like, make that line in the sand and pit myself against other people of other faiths and religions. And I'm so troubled by that. I'm so bothered by the way that a lot of Christians treat Muslims or or Buddhists or people of other faiths. I mean, when I was homeless, a Muslim woman took me in. Like, I'm never going to say anything bad. I grew up with some of the most amazing people that I'm still friends with to this day that are Muslim. Look, what... How do you feel? Do you feel like in are you are you seeing this divide in the church where you're at too? And what do you say about that? Um, I'm not seeing it where I am now. In LA. That's a big part of why I moved. Um, it's the first church I've ever been to where you have people of almost every nationality imaginable in leadership, not right. Just in leadership. 
And to me, that's, that's a huge distinction. Um, and yeah, you're absolutely right. There's, there's been that divide. And I think a lot of it just comes down to fear. I think if we're afraid that God can't stand up for himself, um, if we're afraid that we might find other people's beliefs to be more convincing than our own, because we don't really understand what we believe and why we believe it, um, I think if we're afraid that we're not good enough and that they'll see through us and see our flaws, I think all of those are reasons to shut people out. And fundamentally, I believe that love and fear are opposites. Um, not love and hate, but love and fear. I think hate comes from fear. And so I think if we can learn to trust you know, in my case, if I can learn to trust God and trust Jesus, that he's big enough to take care of himself. He is far and away the most intellectual being in the galaxy. And he's going to use me. He's not going to use me to be perfect. I mean, it's not going to be easy. But he's got this. Then I don't have to be afraid of other people. I don't have to be afraid of other religions. Um, and I can learn from them. One of the hardest things for me growing up in Southern Baptist churches is they were not interested in being challenged and pushed even in things like the arts. Right. By, um, you know, there, there were so many people in the world that were incredibly gifted, incredibly skilled. They worked really hard to be superior at many things. And it was like the church wrote them off because they hadn't said the right prayer and confessed the right things and, you know, fallen in line with, you know, whatever the church said. Yeah. You know, I think it's important. I think people need to meet Jesus. And I, I have that, you know, vision for all people. But by no means does that mean I can't learn from almost anyone on the planet. That's right. And the willingness to be open to that <clears throat> is incredibly important for all people, particularly for Christians. I love that, man. Well, listen, I am I'm very grateful that you came on the show, Michael, and I'm sorry about the early technical difficulties. Um, and thank you again for playing the violin. It was tremendous. Um, thank you. So um, I'm going to give you a giraffe for being on the show. So, but you, yeah, you cannot give it away and you cannot sell it. So what do you plan to do with it? Well, it depends on how big it is. I mean, if it's, it's a uh, big giraffe, dude. It's a big giraffe. Yeah. Um, well, maybe what I'll do is ride the giraffe while I play. I, I've never seen that done before. Wait. Go ahead. You're going to play the violin while wa riding a giraffe. That is. I mean, if you're going to give me a full-size giraffe, and if it's not against, you know, I, I don't want to hurt this giraffe, if it's possible, I think that would be a, a, a new territory. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show, my man. See you, brother. Take care, everybody. All right. Thanks, man. Wow. That was interesting. Um, we got the violin played on the show. That's a first. Um, everybody loves giraffes. It's hard not to, especially ones that um, you can play a violin on. So I, I really enjoyed that uh, very much. I um, I'm Guys, I'm really excited about our next guest. I've had the pr privilege of knowing him for a few years now, and... Um, he just so happens to be married to one of my dear friends, somebody that I adore, but I really have gotten to know both of them. I've uh, gotten to know the, our next guest really well, and just, oh my gosh, like to say he's a genius is crazy. I'm going to read you his bio really quick. Jason C. Powell, PhD. Jason is a geneticist 
host of the podcast, Unlighten Me, and an advocate for veterans and all that suffer from PTSD and TB1. His successes through his no-nonsense, logical, and scientific approach has heavily increased the demand for him and his time, speaking engagements, research assistants, private firms, VIP private clients, and so on. Uh, <clears throat> over the years, Jason served many years in the U.S. Air Force, played a major role in many areas of genetic research in the advancement of human performance. He's a champion martial artist holding black belts in multiple arts, a champion natural bodybuilder, and is also a strong, strong advocate for drug-free athletes. Jason has, a, has firm positions with his political and social stances while maintaining an open mind to, to all perspectives and loves to debate and discuss about every position. Oh, yeah, he does. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is a great pleasure for me to introduce to you Dr. Pal. What's up, my man? Welcome to the show. Dude, you, you, I, I don't even know if I feel worthy to have a conversation with you right now. I, I... <laughs> Dude, I it's so good to see you. I you do this amazing podcast, uh, enlighten me. That is fantastic. Like I'm jealous that I haven't been been able to come on your show yet because it's it's so smart and no one is doing anything like this. And with your diverse breakdown, and first and foremost, thank you for your service, but your advocacy for fellow soldiers with PTSD, your, 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 your takes on bodybuilding and fitness and like everything is coming from a very organic, true place that honestly, I have not seen anyone else share. So I really appreciate that about you. This is, this is sort of a test run for you coming on mine and mine coming on yours and this whole co-mingling kind of thing will confuse everybody. <laughs> good. I love keeping everybody confused. Uh, hi, Steph. Good to see you. Uh, Bonnie, I want to give a shout out to everyone listening right now on the Edge Radio Network, E360 TV, and listening live on Spreaker. Uh, we have the amazing Jason Powell here today. Um, first things first, man. We ask every guest that comes on the show, what are you grateful for today? Giraffes. I mean, you know, come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking crazy about 
about religion and our beliefs, and you know, a lot of my, my own research as far as helping with people with, with TBI and PTSD, and my own battle with it, um, you know, as you know, I've been diagnosed with severe PTSD, and uh, made some major breakthroughs in the last couple of months that have changed my entire life. But just the ability to be, to have the freedom to do that. You know what, to, that's, I, can't, I can't express that enough, that that is absolutely amazing that we have the ability to do that in today's time. I, I agree. And I, I want to tell you that, you know, we've been friends for a few years now and I've seen the post. I mean, you know, I, I, I know you're the political um, you're, where you lie politically in your views, uh, um, but I've seen your moments of vulnerability with discussing PTSD and what's going on with you. And I want to, you know, I, I've told you this before, but it's so true. That has really inspired me to to be willing to go there because I mean guys and and the audience is kind of freaking out and drooling and it's <laughs> like these comments are hilarious um but hey guys his wife's on here so calm down um but your you your willingness as this masculine strong man to be vulnerable and, and express what is going on with you internally is really been an inspiration to me because it's allowed me to have more confidence in doing the same thing with my own demons, my own battles. And so I admire that. But what made you decide to take up that fight? Like why, what inspired you? Because you were doing it really with a, 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 just a, a very, very raw and real, brutal honesty about what it's like. And um, I, just, so I was first, um, first diagnosed with any level of PTSD or potential TBI um, back in, we'll just say in the 90s. I'm not going to date myself, but a ways back. Yeah. And it wasn't really until about um, about four years ago that sort of, in quotations, came out um, suffering from PTSD. And I, I got, got to a point that I needed, I needed the outlet. Um, for those that, that do know me, that are close to me, and you know a little bit of this as well, Josh, is... A huge portion of my history is is uh, what we'll call classified. Um, I'm not able to share it, and and that just bottled up and bottled up. So it was a situation that I didn't know. One was it safe for me even to say I had PTSD and come out with that, and then two, the being perceived as a as a strong person and being muscular and, and going through what I did in the military and, and being a professional martial artist and a champion and all these things, to come out and to say you have this wound that no one can see and that is ultimately immeasurable, but it's affecting your life in ways that that I don't even know how to say. I mean, it's just irreprehensible what damage PTSD and TBI does to people psychologically. And um, it was a huge step. So a few years ago, four or five years ago, when I did sort of, like I said, in quotations, come out with PTSD, is I was just like, you know what? If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be raw about it. I'm going to, you know, let people know how I'm helping people and let people know how it's affecting me, what I do with it, how I deal with it, how I manage it. And you know what? If it helps one person, if it saves one life, so it's, a, it's a win. So um, we're all the only way, man. So how are you dealing with it? How are you... I mean, is it? Are you dealing with the medication therapy? Like, what, what, what are you doing to help with the PTSD? So I'll tell you this: I've never, outside of a, of a random tranquilizer, um, <laughs> as, as many people who suffer with 
uh, on, a, on just a handful of occasions over you know 20 years or so plus. Um, I've never had any of the medications, and, and that comes from my scientific side, which you touched on, um, being a geneticist and understanding human physiology and, and how these things affect our bodies. I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm just simply not going to be a part of that. And luckily for me, I was blessed with being um, introduced to multiple ways of managing stress and managing things as far as with, primarily with meditations. Um, a lot of people will say, you know, prayer, meditation, Get yourself a silent room, go on a long jog. I don't care what it is, effectively, they all do the same thing mentally. So that's a huge component of mine. Um, being, being logical, being scientific, um, staying grounded with meditation and with my, my beliefs as far as with um, you know, spirituality and, and me as an individual and us as individuals. Those things keep me grounded enough for me to be able to work through a large majority of the symptoms that do come up. Um, so that, that's, a, that's a big deal. You know, a lot of people aren't given the tools to do it, to, to deal with that. They don't know a lot of times that they won't probably be diagnosed with PTSD. Um, I have been through thousands of hours of, of psychology. I've also studied, I think I have uh, a little over 200 hours of university um, study psychology as well. So understanding all those components and piecing all of those tremendous amount of tools together um, created sort of a unique circumstance for me. I would say. Now, the bodybuilding thing, um, I, you, you, you take fitness and health very serious, but more so you take doing it naturally probably even more serious. What, in, in that world where so many people are looking to cut corners to get the edge, to to make them to win the win the the bodybuilding competition or or whatever it is, even even if they're just wanting to show off in their own gym, they want to have the biggest biceps in their gym. How what what made you make that choice? Where I'm going to do this right. I'm going to do this naturally. I'm going to do this using basically nutrition and not chemicals. It's um... growing up with the, the mantra of your body is the temple. No matter what you do, if you don't have your body and your health, you don't have anything, right? I mean, that's, we hear that all the time nowadays in, in all sorts of arenas. So that's the foundation. The second thing is I want you to know what I could do. And if you introduce those drugs or if you introduce external factors, you're not really doing it. You know, as we know with steroids um, and a lot of the, the AASs and ages that when people take these, you can sit on the couch and your bone density increases, your muscle mass increases, and you do nothing. So Jeez. if that's true and factual, which we know it is, then in the world of bodybuilding, I'm not doing it. The drugs are doing it. You know, and it does take combination and, and people get, you know, their, their pains in the wad, so to speak, but um, it does take hard work and discipline if you're on drugs or not on drugs. That, right. That's the truth. But it is absolutely easier if you're taking those substances and you're doing the things for PEDs to, to help you along. So I really want to know what I could do. And then the final component is that the gym, as hard as I work, is one of those outlets that we just discussed as far as helping manage my PTSD symptoms. So I want to, I, I don't want to take something that's going to increase my aggression and increase my symptoms from a negative standpoint. And then try to look better in a false world that's all superficial, and it, it just you know how all those things intertwine. And 
I know you were familiar with a lot of those things. So it was the natural way really was the only option. And luckily that fit my morals and ethics as well. We'll kind of put it that way. That's interesting. I, I got I talked about this uh, I guess it was Monday or two on Monday or Tuesday show of last week where I got in the habit of taking many thins. I know you know what those are. because um, I mean they're old school, but I was taking those before football games and then taking more at halftime. And I started this habit a long time ago. And where now it's like pre you know, taking pre workouts and I like I'm starting, and I shared this at the beginning of the show while we were waiting for the first guest, is I'm starting to recognize that there's certain things that are not serving me anymore. Like I want to feel the way I'm supposed to feel and not use something to help me get there. Like I'm recognizing how meat is affecting me now. I'm recognizing now how alcohol is affecting me now. And now I'm also starting to go, gosh, I probably don't need to be taking some of these supplements that I'm taking either. I mean that it, it, it's incredible. So, like, there's a lot of people out on, on that are watching and will be watching and that are listening on the Edge Radio Network and Spreaker and E360 TV. They're addicted to pre-workouts, like where they're having to like switch it up every week and and, and they're having to double scoop and like for someone that's going, I can't take this for the rest of my life. How do you suggest people wean off of pre-workouts and things like that to start doing it naturally? Well, okay, so first let's say that the, the traditional and more common definition of pre-workout involves a lot of caffeine. Um, we can develop addictions to caffeine, so I want people to be aware of that. So don't just stop taking caffeine cold turkey and expect your, your life to be normal and happy and, and it's such a... <laughs> <laughs> so, no. You're not supposed to take them every day. Exactly. They're not designed to be Oops. Right, that's, that's where a lot of people get mixed up. Now, a true everyday pre-workout is going to be ECAs, you know, maybe some carnitine, um, arginine, L-citrulline, things, amino acid-based and amino acid peptides that are stimulant-free. Those can be used every single day and multiple times throughout the day. And those are actually going to help you tremendously for those workouts, a lot more than that mega dose of caffeine you know, 20 minutes before you jump on the treadmill. So wait a second, like amino energy um, by optimum, optimum nutrition, is that something that would be safe? So it is safe. Now, and, and I do have to throw a disclaimer. I've been uh, with Optimum for many, 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 many years. So I do have to say that before I say this. So oh. there are many products that are very similar to amino energy. Um, there's powder form and bottle form. And generally as a blanket statement, they're all very similar. And the best run, in quotations, best one, is going to be the one that best fits whatever your needs are. And this is just sort of that pre-disclaimer. Some people, you know, they're driven by taste. Some people are driven by, by cost. Some people are driven specifically by the ingredients. And whatever combination of those exists for you as an individual, get that one. Does that make sense? That makes sense. So I'll talk on amino energy specifically. Because um, I just bought it this morning because I'm trying to wean off of pre-workout. So there's about um, a 
small to medium-sized cup of coffee worth of caffeine and immune energy as compared to some mega-dose trendy style from, from Starbucks. If you follow me. I follow you. <laughs> it's a great way to transition out um, from those massive pre-workouts. And it's still going to give you your, your pump stuff, your beta alanine, your system, and things of that nature, and your full spectrum of amino acids that are actually going to help you convert energy for your workout, which is what the goal is anyway. So... I want to transition away from that now and go back to PTSD. Um, in, in a relationship where one person has PTSD and the other doesn't, like, and you know, I, I know you, you and Steph have been married for a long time and you have, this, oh my God, your kids are so beautiful. It's ridiculous. Oh my gosh. Um, but managing PTSD in a family dynamic can be very, very tough. What, what kind of, like, how do you guys manage the day in, day out? It's like when you are starting to feel the it come on, what kind of like precautions or what, how do you, how do you guys manage that? Do you have to go away or is it become one of those things where it's, she's there to comfort you? What, can you explain that? suffering from PTSD is the, uh, the ability to identify coming on, uh, feel the episode, feel the symptoms, feel whatever it is that's about to attack and right. communicate that. Because it, the more in tune you are with yourself, the better you're going to communicate it, so the more in front of these things you can say. Um, understanding what your triggers are, uh, communicating those triggers, trying to set your life up so it's less likely for those triggers to occur. Um, I know triggers, are, it, it's becoming sort of one of those words now with a lot of the political side of things, but, um, but real, you know, real true triggers. And, and so those are some of the components, just in a, bro- a, a quick brushstroke from the one suffering from PTSD. Now the one supporting someone with PTSD, um, you know, so like Steph's role with me, is she did a, a, a large portion of this on her own, but a lot of self-education, a lot of education on what PTSD was, what it was about, and um, absorbs, I'm going to use the word absorbs a lot of what goes on, because when it started to hit, and I communicate, hey, it's a bad moment, it's a bad time, I, I disappear, I may go to the computer, I may go lay down, I may go do whatever it is that I do, you know, um, sometimes I go to the range, sometimes it's, it's at the gym, whatever it is, and she has put herself in a position um, that she understands it, and she's strong enough to accept that and support it and say, you know what, I got this and I don't have to worry about it. Wow. Where a lot of guys and girls that suffer from PTSD get into trouble in these relationships is it's not communicated. So in a male-female situation, so take mine with Steph, if I didn't communicate it, then all of a sudden I look like I'm just being kind of, you know, I'm, I'm grabbing and moaning, um, I'm trying to do myself a clean language, I'm not used to this job. But, uh, you, you can curse. <laughs> It, just, it starts to look like I'm bitching and moaning, or I'm just right. kind of being grumpy for no reason, and those things, and that's just gonna exacerbate situations. Hmm. She's gonna her her tension, so to speak, is gonna elevate, which is gonna elevate mine, and then you're gonna stair step stair step up into what traditionally is known as an explosion or an emotional and physical explosion. Things break, you know, people throw stuff through windows. Um, the worst cases, there's domestic violence. Um, you get a lot of those things that happen, and by doing what Steph and I have done and a lot of people have done by educating yourself on the front end 
being aware of it and communicating it, we get ourselves out of a lot of trouble. So what can, what kind of recommendations and maybe Steph is really the best one to answer this, but how can, what kind of advice can you give to somebody that's in a relationship with somebody that has PTSD about how they can better educate themselves one and two, how they can be more supportive Google it. So what is your feeling? Um, like I, I know we've had a few small discussions about this, but what is your feelings about CBD, cannabinoid, uh, as a treatment for CBD? So um, CBD is, is shown to be extremely effective to help manage and control some of the symptoms of PTSD and TBI, um, right. traumatic brain injury. Both of those, and it gets, it gets real shaky. So I'm going to throw that disclaimer of CBD out there to say that all CBD is not the same. All CBD oil is not the same. There's some with THC in it. There's some with traces. There's um, a multiple, there's a range of what CBD oil is from whole plant and from extracts. And, and it just gets, it gets a little, it gets a little messy, kind of like the supplement industry with, with fitness. Hard to get a straight answer on it. Right. But, um. The truth is, whole plant CBD oil with no THC um, has, has certainly been proven scientifically through clinical studies. Okay, so this isn't bro science or any of those things. Um, to have very positive effects on controlling and managing symptoms of PTSD. When you take trace amounts of um, THC, and, and you put that, now there's also with THC, there's also a spectrum of what THC is. So I don't want to just start to get into all of the intricacies of it, but when you combine the two, not to the point that the the um, the patient is becoming high, so to speak, in quotations, but um, when you have some of those trace amounts in there, you know, one percent up to maybe maybe eight percent, 
that's kind of the rough range. I'll have to double check that so if some of our viewers and listeners are, may attack us later, I might be able to. But, um, They'll forgive us, I hope. Wow. And then um, when you start doing some of the, you know, especially in some of the states that it's legal, some of the edibles and things um, are actually starting to show, there's not a lot of science on it yet, they're starting to show an even increased benefit by taking some of the edibles and things as well. So um, I think it's undeniable that there's there's medicinal, positive medicinal effects of CBD oil and THC, so cannabis and weed and so on and so forth, um, on PTSD, on TBI, on seizures i mean the list goes on and on and on as you know wow. i mean it's it's overwhelming so what are you working on now like what, what do you have going on i know you have this amazing podcast um that's it's that's it, terrific but and and you are a spokesperson for optimum nutrition but what do you what do you i know you're, you're always you're you're you have your hands in a lot of different things you have uh, you have a lot of different passions and interest what, what do you got going on like where are you going <laughs> I know the feeling. with Optimum. I, I wish things were, there was something new to say with that. Um, they're awesome. It's an amazing company. I've been with them forever. So so obviously that it's great things, but um, that's a little bit of sort of tried and true. And, and you know, we're, I got an offer from the university to, to possibly being a professor. So maybe that's in the, in the lights. I don't know, man. Dad gum. Yeah. So basically what you're saying is it pays off to go to school for some people. <laughs> for some people Jason, um, I, I'm, I'm really grateful for you to coming on the show. And there's just so many areas that, you know, we can just go on and on and on and on. Um, I want to have you back on the show because there's so many. Again, I there's a million topics that I can discuss with you and would love to discuss with you. Um, but I really quick, I'm just curious. So you're, you're, I know you don't drink and you've never done a drug, but... Uh, just to say you're hanging out at a bar and a penguin walks in wearing a sombrero. What does he say? 
And what does he do? <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm from the Happy Gilmore days, so I'm figuring he's probably going to have a golf club hit him upside the head and, and pour a drink down my, down my throat. I figure that's what's going to happen. I don't know if there's something worse than you said, but I figure if, uh, if the film was going to pinata in the bar and, and grown up there, we, we've got problems. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Man, I, again, I appreciate you so much for coming on the show. Unlighten Me, Unlighten Me is the podcast. It's freaking brilliant. It covers so many different bases and, uh, and there's just like literally the depth and the, and the, and the, the broadness of, of d- discussion and, and topics that you cover are incredible. Like, I love it. I'm a huge fan. Um, so thank you so much for coming on the show, and I look forward to seeing you again, man. Awesome. I appreciate it, man. Let's, uh, let's set one up and we can, get, we can dive into massive detail on some of these topics. Man. Beautiful. I appreciate it. Dr. Powell, everybody. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining the show today. Um, look, I need to go through the list of people that I forgot to say hello to. Enos, Den- Denise, good to see you. Ivan, Glenn, Brian, John, good to see you, my man. Enos, Claire. So sorry about earlier, Bonnie, great to see you guys, Veronica, Mindy, Shanaz, wonderful to see you, Dr. Garcia, Barbara Pryor, good to see you, uh, Bonnie, Mindy, oh, Ahmed Cooper, what's up, man, how you doing? Uh, just an amazing crowd today, Jamie McCormick, good to see you, and um, yeah, Karen, good to see you, thank you, Jaheen, good to see you, Bradley, good to see you, wow, so thank you guys so much for watching the show today, uh, Jared Greer, good to see you, um, as you know, we are uh, the Facebook audience. Uh, you can come here and you can talk. Uh, you can communicate. You can ask questions. You can join the show. Um, it's it's a lot of fun over here, but we also are very grateful for the Spreaker audience, very grateful for E360 TV, and, of course, extremely grateful for the Edge Radio Network. Thank you guys so much. Uh, Glenn, I will absolutely make sure that you get Dr. Powell's information. Um, I want to hear this conversation about steroids that you want to have um guys thank you uh so grateful for all of you if you enjoyed this video please share it um or tag somebody if you feel like somebody needs to hear this message Alive, good to see you i'm sorry dadgummit there's so many people veronica thank you um god bless you guys have a fantastic week if you guys have an opportunity to tell somebody that you're uh grateful for them if you have the opportunity to help somebody do it like do it why not but seriously if you have like Think of somebody that you haven't talked to in a while that you care about. Reach out and tell them you care about them today. All right, guys. Uh, thank you again. Sorry I was a little all over the place today. But um, whatever. Just being me. So have a great day, guys. Love you. Thank you so much.